welcome everybody to the 43rd ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. We've got a special edition here. Greg and I are on Zoom today. Christmas season, I guess, is over. Feels weird. I don't know if it really felt like a Christmas season, just with the way everything's been, the shutdown. But I'm Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon. Greg, even with shutdown and things going on, how was your Christmas? Oh, it was great. You know, I still got to go see a couple family members and whatnot. We kept it small, had dinner. And if you can't tell, I'm a little more clear as I got a new computer. So, you know, these Zooms, I can actually be seen in now compared to before. It was a, it was a little blurry beforehand. Yeah, you know, the, the camera angle is really good there. It's nice to see Greg for once on the laptop. We couldn't see the guy. Yeah. Maybe that was for the best. Maybe that was for the worst. I'm not really sure. But wow, I'll let the audience decide that. Are we doing this again? Can't we be civil on a podcast for one? Well, you know what we can be civil about is the Warriors just won a basketball game. They did. Well, you got to talk about your Christmas, though. I, I feel like I'm rude if I don't say how was your Christmas. It was, it was fun. Not a whole lot. Some family members just – I think we're going to push back Christmas with, with some family members to lock for the shutdown when we get through these next three weeks. But So was, Christmas in April for the Jacksons this year? June. We're going to celebrate it the same day as my birthday. Oh, okay. June 6th. And then celebrate the Warriors championship that is forthcoming. Okay, the Warriors are not winning the championship. I've, I've watched enough of this team. I know that was a great one over the Bulls to beat the mighty Chicago Bulls, who once had a dynasty 30 years ago. But the Warriors are not going to win a title. Kelly Oubre can't hit a shot. Andrew Wiggins is looking like an undrafted rookie. Um, James Wiseman is the future, and James Wiseman is their second-best player on Dr- right now because Draymond hasn't played. That's wow. I I expect more confidence out of you, Chris. Now, have you watched this team? They can't shoot. You're the one that said the Warriors dynasty is back no, because of Kelly Oubre, who's over thirty-one Warriors on all back. shots. The not Warriors a dunk. Dynasty is not back and will never be back. Never be back. Are they never going to win another title? No. They're never going to win another title. No. Never. So you're never going to celebrate another Warriors championship. Given up, it's over. Three games. Are you part of this group that wants to fire Steve Kerr after three games this year? Steve Kerr's motion offense is outdated. I'm just kidding. It, it, they just, and honestly, it's not even a lot on Steve Kerr right now because he doesn't really have the personnel that works with the system. But I looked at that Chicago game; he did adjust more, more pick and roll, more of that stuff. But yeah, it's, I don't it's think the, they don't know this. It's just more they don't know the system. Yeah, they just don't know the system, but also I think some of these players aren't meant for kind of their usual style of play. Because you also think about it, too. What did they have in that dynastic run for five years? They had smart passers, smart defenders, guys that were long. They had Livingston, Iguodala. Did David Wesley come in there for 10, 12 minutes, make some nice passes, stand at the top of the free throw line there? They don't have that anymore, so it's a little bit different. Though You were – so spoiled with guys knowing when to cut they had that chemistry down for five years right so every yeah. year the chemistry got better and better now it's like Kelly Oubre hasn't been in the system he's been in a terrible franchise in Phoenix I know Phoenix just had a Chris Ball but before then Phoenix was not good for years since Steve Nash pretty much played there Andrew yeah. Wiggins was in Minnesota he only had 12 games last year there's a lot of there's a lot of unfamiliarity James Wiseman's looked like their second best player and he Honestly, he has, he's played, what, five combined games or six combined games the last two years of regular season action? 
even with Wiseman, he looks lost out there. Like, he's just running around. He has no clue that's, what he's doing. That's scary, though. If he looks and lost and he's putting up, like, 20 and 10 a night. Yeah. No. Right. He's, I'm he's liking good. I, I like Wiseman. I feel good. Even if the season doesn't go well, you've got Wiseman for the future. You're going to have those probably two top 10 picks next year. You have Minnesota's pick, then your pick. It'd be good. We're not going to have two top 10 picks. I'm just saying You're, if it doesn't go well, like let's say it does not go it well. It doesn't go well. Fair. Everything just kind of hits the fan there, then maybe there's just more stuff for the future. See, so you've still got now and Clay eventually ever comes back healthy. Yeah. You know what I saw last night was when Steph hit that N1 um, late in the game, you could tell he's like, I'm not letting this team be crap. Um, I almost said a word. I'm not supposed to say a word. What I'm not supposed to be after game two. After that Christmas, they lost to Milwaukee. You saw the post game stuff. He was just different. It was a different Steph Curry than I've really ever seen. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not letting this team lose. You know, like, I will put this team on the back. Did you see his last six and a half minutes? It was like four for six from the floor, scored what, 16 points or something like that? Yes, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's how it's going to have to be for most of the year, too. It's just Steph and when Draymond comes back. Well, yeah, Draymond out there. He can run Steph, Draymond pick and roll. Draymond runs up, hit Wiseman for the lob. There's a lot of more opportunities there too. Just Draymond being a facilitator on the court opens up a lot more for Steph too. Yeah, and you've seen Steph. He's like pushing guys around, like move, move, move. Draymond, he's not going to push you. He's going to yell at you, right? That's a whole other coach on the floor. So once he's back on the floor, it changes the Warriors dynamic. Can we get Draymond in the television too? Because Draymond is so smart. I want Draymond, if he's not going to be a coach for the Warriors someday, have Draymond on TNT. No, Draymond's not going to be on TNT. He's going to be on WCP. Be our analyst. You know, how to have Draymond be a high school basketball analyst. I like yeah. that. Right? Good Come idea. on, we'll have the Draymond segment on the West Coast Press podcast. I would like that. That's a good idea. Draymond, I know you're watching. Oh, he's for sure watching. We'll tag him. Yeah, well, Draymond will come on. I know he will. Everyone gets Draymond during to see this. That way we can have him for a segment. Also, before we actually get into real talk, I will end with this. Draymond Green is a Hall of Famer. And all the Draymond Green slander you've said over the years, and now he's a Hall of Famer. No, there's sometimes when Draymond really irks you because he just gets so many technicals, and it's just like, gosh, dude, you're killing them right now. Just calm down. But Draymond's impact on the Warriors, I don't think people understand. They, they look at it, oh, we only scored eight points, but – wasn't Dennis Rodman a Hall of Famer? How many points did that guy score? Draymond's impact is everywhere. I agree. I totally agree. But you've also had a lot of slander for Draymond saying that you should trade Draymond. Yeah, let's trade Draymond for – I don't know what you would get, though, with that contract. I think Draymond is probably the smartest player in the NBA. If he's not, he's top three. <laughs> top three at least. Yeah. He, he makes the team – everyone, you know, thinks it was Steph and KD, but if Draymond's not there, they don't win these championships. No, they don't, because he's Defensive Player of the Year when they won in 2017. Remember how crazy he was? That Portland series, what was that game one of that Portland series? Portland goes up for a dunk, Draymond just swats him. Like, yeah, and then he just Draymond stands there just yelling, just going like this. And yeah. That's honestly one of my favorite moments. Another shout-out to my friend Tanner, who's a Blazer fan. I send that one to him all the time because it's a great moment. Blazers will never win a title either. That's that's just they're the Walmart version of the Warriors. Walmart version of the Warriors. Oh, I'm definitely sending that to him. It's true. 
It's, it is true. It's yeah. a little true. Yeah, a little true. That's all the way true. So what's the war? Are the Warriors like Target? Is that your comparison? The Warriors are Target. Warriors are, are Gucci. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize the Gucci team could go win 10 games last year. Well, games. Last, last year they gave up after three games. They're like, this isn't working. Steph's going to be out six months with a hand injury. We're tanking. It's over. James Wiseman, here we go. True. We're already on a better track than we were last year. We have one win through three. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if they're not winning right now, I still feel good about the future. That's, that's true. Last year, I think another thing is they played two top five teams in the first. Brooklyn looked good, too. Like, Brooklyn looked really good. Other than when they lose Charlotte. But, yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense. But nothing makes sense right now. You know, anyway, what does make sense, though, is some fun stuff we've got coming, stuff that's really cooking for the 2021 sports and academic year West Coast preps. I know we've had a lot of content already through these first five, six months as a company, but now eventually games are going to start coming back here really soon in the next month or two. In a lot of different sports, and we've got some fun stuff, don't we, Greg? We do, and I think the one I'm most excited about is Game of the Week, and this will be where you guys can interact with us and vote on where the feature Game of the Week is going to be, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, any sport, we're going to figure it out. Game of the Week is going to be voted on by you guys on polls on Twitter and Instagram. And I think this one's going to be fun. Obviously, we'll have some video content, have pictures at the game, and then a huge feature story on the game of the week on how it went, the breakdown and everything like that. I think that's the one I'm most excited for, Chris. Oh, game of the week's always such a fun time because you guys get to choose where I go every Friday night. And I like that. It's going to keep things interesting, right? So I, I always have this list of games I want to get to every year, like 10 games. I remember why I listed, I think, when we launched in July, I remember Greg said I had some, a list of so many different games each Friday. Maybe some of those games don't even make it in voting. Maybe it's a game we never had in there that makes it, but that's a fun thing for the kids, for the students, for the coaches, for the fans, for the parents, administrators, everybody. So every school's got a chance in this pretty much to get something covered. So vote on that. Have some fun. You'll see West Coast Preps out there. We'll get you all the coverage you deserve for that game. And if you win, game of the week that's that's big that's big for you West Coast Press will be there then. I don't know if it gets much better than that I don't no. know if a championship compares to that no I mean you win game of the week West Coast Press game of the week that's big it is yeah you'll see us rocking those new West Coast Preps beanies shirts hats pullovers everything but yeah. game of the week's good we've got athlete of the month is another thing we're going to do men's and women's athlete of the month going to select that obviously monthly throughout the school year men's and women's athlete of the week. So we're going to just select the top performance for men's and women's across the Bay Area once per week. They're going to be answering on a podcast. There's a story for these things, et cetera. There's also going to be athlete of the year is a huge one in each sport too. That's going to be, it's going to be fun because I know there's a lot of great athletes in this region. I could probably name at least 30 kids in each sport that would be early preseason nominations. Indeed. And absolutely year is going to be fun. So like you said, there's going to be one for each season, but they'll all also be an athlete year for the entire school and academic year as long as sport year. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun just considering it and seeing all these great athletes perform. And I can't wait to get that. 
But we also are going to have coach of the year, which will be another big one, as a lot of these coaches put a lot of time and effort into, you know, without getting paid quite a bit as well for the most part. You know, they put a lot of time and effort into kids, and they do it for the love of the sport, which is so amazing. So we want to give recognition for coach of the year as well. Yeah, in high school athletics, especially, I hear you see a lot of coaches who are just in it for the love of the game, right? That's their thing. They're in it to help kids, so it's a good way to reward coaches, honor coaches for their performances each week. If you get a big win, you've got a remarkable story this season as a coach where things just – you've really turned around a program. Like we've seen past few years, there's a lot of coaches we could have named that could have been coach of the year, so it's a way to earn yourself some big notoriety on the West Coast Preps website by us, get mentioned – your story, podcast, social media, everything, you will be honored in the right way. And I know already I can name, just like I said with the Athlete of the Year, right, I can name 30 coaches already that could be preseason nominations. Maybe none of those coaches we think of wins it because there's another coach that comes up and leads their program through a remarkable season, a remarkable turnaround, whatever it is on the football field, basketball court, softball, diamond, whatever. Yeah, and the list goes up and down. And that's not all we're going to be doing. We're going to continue the West Coast Press podcast as that will be also coming out. The same schedule, most likely. We might add a few extra special episodes in there, likely. You know, we have our weekly newsletter that comes out to help you guys along with all the feature stories, other game stories other than Game of the Week, uh, the galleries from games we go to, and along with all of our YouTube videos that will be coming out as well. So 2021 is going to be a big year. 2020 was weird. 2021 is going to be amazing. I know people, I know 2020 was a different year, but for us, I would definitely say it was a great year because we got to launch in the middle of a pandemic, exceeded our own crazy wild expectations. I know we hold ourselves to very high standards in everything we do. We exceed our expectations. That's a big thanks to everybody, coaches, athletes, administrators, parents, trainers, everybody that's helped make this happen. We appreciate you guys for what you've done for us in 2020 we can't wait for 2021 and one last thing really soon we're going to announce who's going to be joining our team here soon but we will be adding some interns to the west coast preps team for this winter spring semester of 2021 so that's going to be some exciting stuff as well more content's going to be put up a lot of different sports you're going to see so many different stories now on the west coast preps website every single day yeah indeed and it's going to be fun we're going to work as a cohesive unit to make sure that everyone in the Bay Area gets more coverage from each and every sport. You know, I'm excited to get into the other seasons, get into basketball season, into volleyball. Volleyball, I love watching volleyball. You know, lacrosse, softball, baseball, all these other sports are coming up soon. And baseball, obviously, is my first passion. Also some golf. I also love golf. So I'm excited to see all these other sports as well and, and start getting some more coverage about all these other sports and get the Bay Area coverage that it deserves. Definitely. There's so many great Bay Area athletes in all of these different sports. I know we look at what, what Najee Harris has done at Alabama in football. Should have been a Heisman finalist, but that's a whole other topic we can get into on our next show. Honestly, we definitely could. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that. I know there's been Joe Mixon from Freedom has made it to the Bengals, and he's been one of the top running backs for the last few years in the NFL. There's been, I know there's been Tom Brady, his six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback from the Patriots, and now with the Buccaneers. I think he made the playoffs for the 85th straight year. Something remarkable. But there's a lot of other athletes in all these different sports, Olympians and swimming, water polo, basketball, baseball, you name the sport. 
Bay Area's got it covered. We're going to make sure all of you guys get the coverage you deserve. If you have story ideas, literally reach out to us anytime. Our DMs are always open. Facebook's always open. Instagram's always open. Twitter, tweet at us. Email us at team at westcoastpreps.com. You can even email me myself at chrisj at westcoastpreps.com. Be more than happy to set stuff up because we want to make sure all of these amazing student athletes get the coverage they deserve. We're very excited to welcome in these interns as well. You'll be very excited to meet them when we announce this coming here really soon once 2021 officially kicks off, I guess. We're only a few days away. That's crazy to think. That's crazy. 2020 flew by. I feel like March was like the slowest month in the world ever in the history of mankind. And then April on just went by in a flash. Yes, it did. The summer went by really fast too. We were obviously super busy going to events. It seemed like every single Saturday, Sunday for but three or four straight months, right? It was crazy, but there was so much stuff going on still, which was great to see a lot of different kids got to get opportunities. But now it's time for our next thing. I know we just finished up Christmas time. The 25 days of Christmas Bay Area preseason football rankings officially commenced. Instead of going down from numbers 10 through 1 in this podcast, we're going to go numbers 1 through 10 because I'm sure everybody knows who the number one team was. And that yeah, was a yeah, I mean, it's probably pretty predictable. I know Greg no, I didn't quite agree, but... Pittsburgh. Wait, I think you messed up the list here. No, no, De La Salle is number no, one. You're right. De La Salle deserves to be number one, but Pittsburgh still beat him this year. That's the GMT guarantee. I, I have no words for that. If Pittsburgh wins, great for them, but De La Salle is number one until somebody actually dethrones them. Because it's been 30 years since they've lost to Northern California. They've won 28 straight NCS titles. Look at them last year. Sure, they had two losses last year, but who did they lose to? St. Thomas Aquinas from Florida, who was the Florida State champion at the highest level and went 15-0. Then they lost to the national champion, St. John Bosco, in the state championship game in the Open Division here in California. But De La Salle, like they always do, they go to a state championship game in the Open Division. They win NCS like they do pretty much almost three straight decades, like I mentioned there too. They've got a lot of experience coming back. They've got Dorian Hale coming back, the Sacramento State quarterback commit, 2,000-plus passing yards, 17 touchdowns, just three picks. Think of that in the Veer offense. Those are high numbers. Offense that runs the ball 70 80% of the time. you got Lamagia Hearns, the Cal committed receiver, 439 receiving yards, two scores. Then Zeke Berry, two-way guy, 300 receiving yards, one touchdown, 12 catches. Has an Oregon offer as well. That's the number one team in the Bay Area. And then number two, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. But like I said, if you actually watch the videos, I don't agree with these rankings here on the top four. Me and Chris, you know, had a little disagreement as we got into the top four. But Sarah is number two, and they rightfully deserve it, as that team is loaded, as they almost always are. The state runner-up last season went 13-2 and two with their losses to St. Ignatius, 14-13. And then Corona Del Mar, 35-27 in the state championship game. They beat Pittsburgh last year, 58-21. That was a big win for them, as their only league loss was St. Ignatius. And some of their key returnees are junior Dominic Lampkin, senior Vince Pony, junior athlete Hassan Mahassan, senior tight end Christian Peterson, who's a Louisville commit, and then senior linebacker Finn Williams. This team is loaded. Yeah, Sarah's got all the makings for a big team. We know <clears throat> mentioned. I know Pittsburgh's added a lot of talent, but the thing Sarah's also got against them is they return a lot of talent too, but 
They beat Pittsburgh by 37 points last year. They do open the season. They're supposed to open the season against each other. Sarah against Pittsburgh. That should be a fun one at Pittsburgh on that Friday night to open up the season. I think I know where I'll be. Oh, Greg's, Greg's going to that. We're not even going to have that in game of the week voting because Greg's going to be there. Greg has to be there. He's going to – we know what he's going to do. He's going to make the West Coast preps logo in Pittsburgh black and orange. Yes. He is. Yeah, no, I just expect it. I expect merch that's going to be black and orange. Yeah. It's my favorite colors anyway, so might as well. The Giants fan, so that's another reason why he picks Pittsburgh to win a national championship as well. The, the black and orange just – it calls my name. I have yes. to. Yes, it really does call your name. I cannot agree more. But that goes into number three is the black and orange Pirates from Pittsburgh. 11-2 and two last season, the NCS runner-up to De La Salle. We got their own losses last year to the top two teams in the Bay Area, De La Salle. And then Sarah, they averaged 36.1 points per game, won a Bay Valley Athletic League title. They did lose a lot of talent. Their quarterback, Jerry Johnson, one of the top passers in California last season, did graduate. Their top three tacklers are gone. Their top four receivers are gone. But they've added so much talent. You look at it, Eli Burkhandler, the senior quarterback from Whitney High School in Rockland, moved to Pittsburgh for his senior season. He's got some offers. You see 2023, the sophomore quarterback, Jaden Rashada, went from Liberty to IMG Academy for a brief stint. Now he's at Pittsburgh, one of the top players in this class, top 100 player in the 2023 class. He just got a Penn State offer, actually, in the Well, you can see the Bay Area Recruiting Notebook, where he's mentioned there at westcoastpreps.com. But there's so much talent around these guys, too, because Rashid Williams, Jaden Rashada's best friend, a fellow sophomore, top 100 player in his class as well. Almost 300 receiving yards last year, five touchdowns. All league as a freshman, he was about the first freshman head coach, Victor Galley, told me he's ever played at Pittsburgh on the varsity level. And they've had a lot of guys roll through that city for the last two, three decades, four decades of that school. They've got a lot of sophomore talent because you look at it, too. Sophomore receiver Israel Polk, his brother's playing at Cal, Makai Polk, and he's got an offer from Cal just for his brother's playing. Sophomore athlete Keenan Higgins, he's got a Pac-12 offer as well. He just moved to Pittsburgh too. They've got, man, they've got everybody. They've got a UNLV-bound guy, Maurice Jamison, 53 tackles last season, and Lamont Fortenberry, team-high three picks last season. He's back for his senior season. So Pittsburgh's got a lot of talent. Sure, they did lose – their top offensive lineman, Ryan Lane, she's going to Cal and rolling early because the season's getting pushed back. So he's going to enroll in the winter. Like most now seniors do in high school, they finish up the semester early, go there. But the GMT guarantee there, you know what it is because that's Greg's national champion. That's 10 and up. I don't know. They're not losing. No. Do you I know how long you, of a list you just named? Yeah. No, I was just, just sitting here and I was just thinking. 23 classes, sick. It's, it's insane. It's insane. No, that's not normal. Something this is, is going to be a three-year run, like I said. I've said it before. I'm going to continue to say it. It's a three-year run for Pitt. Three-peat. I said two out of three. GMT guarantee is two out of three. Okay, two out of three, but not quite the three-peat. You're not going all the way. No, as things happen in football, you know. Not, not everyone is always going to be perfect every time. That's true. Just like Dale Stout isn't going to be perfect for the next three years. They might have a slip-up here and there. It's hard to think of Dale Sal having a slip up like that. I, I agree. But with Pitt's talent, I mean, did you see how long of a list you just went down? I did. Yeah. I saw that. that yeah. It's insane. And then we've got number four, Valley Christian, another 11-2 <clears throat> team last season. Their only losses were to Sarah, 
10 to nothing. Then they lost them in CCS championship game, 17 to nothing. Valley Christian's defense last year, they returned so much experience. Five of their top nine tacklers from a unit that allowed 6.3 points per game. Nine of their 13 opponents last year scored fewer than 10 points. Look at their roster. Jerry on Dickey is back. 541 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. Sanford commit tight end Sam Rouse. Linebacker Dominic Oliver, 62 tackles, 15 TFLs last year. William Cuddy, team high, 116 tackles and 18 and a half tackles for loss last season. I know Greg had them higher when we did these 25 days of Christmas videos, but he has them going nine and one. I do. I do have them above Sarah. I do think that they're going to beat Sarah this year, and the CCS division will go to Valley Christian this year. That's my GMT guarantee. As you said, nine and one this year. As I think this team, top to bottom, is just loaded. And they have Jerry on Dickey, who is probably one of the top talents in that 2023 class. I think that dude is just destined for big things. 215 pounds of just pure muscle at 15 years old. Dude is a freak of an athlete. He's going to be the next DK Metcalf, I think. So with all that said, 9-1 and one GMT guarantee. I think they're going to take the CCS championship game this year over Sarah. Wow. I mean, those are both some of the top teams in the region. You see why the West Catholic Athletic League is one of the top ones in California and the West Coast. You got to hear the top teams in the Bay Area are just from one league alone. Then number five, a team that made an incredible run last season, the Clayton Valley Charter Ugly Eagles. Indeed. Defending state champions, another big-time program from the Evol division. Number 275 nationally. Their losses were to Liberty, California, San Ramon Valley, Monta Vista, and De La Salle. They did have a lot of losses, but they went on an amazing run in the postseason. Went 5-5 five and five in the regular season and then won five in a row to win that state crown. And they have some big-time guys coming back as well with senior quarterback Jake Kern, who had 1,700 passing yards almost, 12 touchdowns and just two interceptions, along with six rushing touchdowns. And then their star running back, Amari Taylor, who just is a pure athlete. Tavon Austin is a comparison and one of his favorite players as well. 1,400 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns last season to go along with Rashad Woodland and Eric Christopherson. That running back group is absolutely loaded. It is. And you look at the defensive side of the ball, too. State championship game MVP Dylan Seeley is back. 75 tackles last season. Had a pick, had two TFLs. And you have senior Lucas Linkhart, another senior. 95 tackles, three tackles for loss. Team high, three picks. Clayton Valley Charter had an incredible team last year. A lot of experience and leadership does return from that squad with a great head coach and Tim Murphy who's doing great things at that school. So again, that state championship last season. And number six, we've got Cardinal Newman, another defending state champion, 14 and one last year. They outscored opponents by almost 400 combined points in 15 games last year. Crushed those Gatos in that Northern California championship by 35 points and their roster is stacked because you've got the Washington State committed receiver, Sion Nunley. You've got the two-way standout Shane Moran at running back and linebacker, almost 800 rushing yards, 300 receiving yards, 108 tackles and 12 tackles for loss. You've got Mitch Russell on defense, 125 tackles, 10 tackles for loss. And you've got, as well, sophomore Santino Acevedo, 64 tackles, 13 tackles for loss. Then number seven right behind the Menlo Atherton, 7-4 and four last season, but they won their league title two years ago in 2018. They won a state crown. I know Troy Franklin will not play this season because he's enrolling at Oregon early. 
come January, but their talent is stacked because their junior quarterback, Matt McLeod, was first team all league last year as a sophomore, 19 touchdowns, just two picks. We've seen their junior receiver, Jalen Moss, four power five offers. You got Thomas Taufui at running back in DB, Arizona State offer, junior linebacker Andrew Buck at 67 tackles in eight games. You got their UC Davis commit, Jaden Stanley. That's only part of it, too, because we've seen the talent coming up there. You got Raymond Price is another talented quarterback next to Matt McLeod. Jeremiah Irby, incredible defensive back, but who people have even said much, even better a receiver. It's only going to be a junior. They've got a lot of talent. And number eight, a fellow CCS team in Los Gatos. And the defending CCS champion outscored opponents 463 to 199 with only two of their losses, one of them coming to Wilcox and one coming to Cardinal Newman in the NorCal championship. Team is loaded. Los Gatos has senior running back Adam Garwood, who had 1,260 rushing yards and 20 touchdowns, and then 188 receiving yards and two touchdowns through the air. Senior linebacker Will Schweitzer, 130 tackles, nine tackles for a loss, and Notre Dame commit. Junior Jake Rip, 87 tackles, five tackles for a loss. And then senior Carson Gardner, 65 tackles, four tackles for a loss. Senior Jaden Mazzaferro, 64 tackles and eight tackles for a loss. You just go up and down that roster, and there's a bunch of talent. And I think that they're going to be really good again this year. They got some key games playing Oak Grove and then a rematch of the CCS championship game. Number 19, Liberty, the week after playing Oak Grove, Half Moon Bay, as well as on their schedule. I have their GMT guarantee at 9-1. and one. And then we move into the number nine team, Marin Catholic, 11-2 and two last season, NCS division, runner-up to eventual state champion Cardinal Newman. Uh, they lost to Cardinal Newman 13-10. to 10 with their only other loss coming to McClyman's 19-17. So their two losses combined of five points, and they only allowed a total of 69 points in their 13 games last season. Yes, they did. They were an incredible defensive unit last season. Look at it. Well, their defense was phenomenal, but on offense, they returned a lot of guys to their junior quarterback, Michael Ingrosso, who's been a top performer this offseason. Almost 1,700 passing yards, 20 touchdowns last season, but also four rushing scores as well. Their senior running back in UC Davis signing Mateo Perez, 2,000 rushing yards, 246 receiving yards. Then their senior tight end, Zerdy Arsine, offer from Moorhead State, led the team in receiving last year. It's going to be a fun one there. Then the final team in the top 10 here before we wrap up this edition of the West Coast Preps podcast was San Ramon Valley. They won 7-4 and four in NCS Division I quarterfinalists last year. They're the losses at De La Salle Foothill, Monterey Trail from Elk Grove in Montevista by three in the NCS playoffs. But so much talent. You've got these best friends, Jack Quigley, the quarterback, and junior athlete Tanner Salisbury coming back. Both of them have Division I offers in hand. Then their senior tight end, J.P. Murphy, a San Diego State-bound tight end who also led the team in receiving yards and touchdowns last season. So this is going to be a fun season this year. That's the end of the 25 Days of Christmas Bay Area preseason football rankings. That's officially concluded. Football season is coming up soon, everybody, so stay tuned. Sports are almost back here in California in the Bay Area. So stay tuned for all of our coverage on social media at West Coast Preps underscore. Subscribe to our newsletter on our homepage at westcoastpreps.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page. See all of our interviews, highlights that Greg has made, podcasts, everything. Then also check out all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. And then stay tuned for our 44th episode of the West Coast Preps podcast come New Year's Day on Friday. I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So